welcome to the Christmas special of Gig It Up. I've always wanted to have a Christmas special. Oh my God, I love Christmas so much. Spoiler alert. I'm very excited to talk to you about Christmas. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we are back with a special episode of Gig It Up. Um, and I'm Nick Field. And I am Rebecca Biscuit. Nick Fields, tell me about what you do. Um, I am a performer. I do comedy. I do music. I do um, heart-rending spoken word performances. Yeah, you do. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) I do other stuff as well with photography and things. And how about you? Uh, I am a performance artist and I am currently speaking to you from Manchester where I am kind of on tour with a Christmas show apart from Manchester is in tier three. Uh, if anybody's there for the future, this is during the global apocalypse and that means we are doing a theatre show to a room full of nobody while it live streams <laughs> to the world every night. Pandemic theatre, hooray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we are now, this is, um, I think, our fifth or sixth recording yes, of Kick It Up. because we've skipped, we've skipped one and we're going to release yeah. this little Christmas special earlier because, as before, I love Christmas. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm so excited by um, the responses we've been getting to this podcast and how people yes, have been. Yes, thank you so much. It. Yeah. It's really great that people have been listening. And um, I think it would be also fantastic because we are... Um, working on new recordings of new episodes and we'd love to hear from people about what they think would be really great gigs to cover any suggestions we've got a very long list but we are very excited to add to it i'm sure we've missed out loads so please send us your suggestions also please subscribe and review us on itunes it really really helps more than anything uh not as, not as much as listens, obviously listen first. We love the listens, we love the reviews yeah. and the ratings because we want that sponsorship cash dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we're going to get it. <laughs> but also we're here because we love it. <laughs> and we love oh, you. I'm so poor and so hungry. Please <laughs> help. Um, and yeah, and also because I think it, I'd love to be introduced to things, to new uh, gigs and artists and concert situations that I've not um, heard of before because that will be really fun so yes. send us some ideas um, you can send those to biscuitandfield at gmail.com at gmail.com and if we remember the password <laughs> which we've <often laughs> forgotten then we will be able to check those you can also tweet us at uh, Rebecca Biscuit and at is it Nick Field? Nick Field? it's Nick Field Artist mm, and we're also on Insta Gig It Up podcast. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy yeah, yeah. way to contact us. That's the quick. That's probably the easiest way. Is Instagram Gig It Up podcast. All right. Absolutely I think I'm sure other people are much slicker at doing that. I think we'll get <laughs> better at it. But we got there. All right. I'm just giddy. I am giddy with Christmas. Nick. Yes. I'm all tanked up on Christmas spirit. Yeah, I'm um, thrilled and delighted to be doing a Christmas special. Um, so. First of all, I wanted to ask you um, if you had any thoughts on best, worst Christmas songs. Oh, my God. I feel very strongly in favour of basically all Christmas songs. OK, I'm going to list them for you. I'm going to take Fairy Tale of New York out of the equation because yeah. I think that's a different conversation uh-huh. uh, and a different, it's a different playing field. Yes. So here is my favourite Christmas song. It is Lonely This Christmas by Mud. 
Oh. Following that with Shaken Stevens, Merry Christmas, everyone. Number three, coming in, it's Chris Rea, drive-in, home for Christmas. That's right. Wow. Worst Christmas songs. You know how I feel about Swing, Nick. Oh, you know how strongly I detest it. Is there an electro there, swing? Oh. There's not, I mean, I'm sure there is electro an electro swing, swing but basically anything the Rat Pack did to Christmas, I'm very upset about. Okay, yeah, yeah. I how about you. you, Nick? Please tell me your Christmas favourite well, song. So I um, did a bit of research into this and looked at quite a few kind of like lists of best and worst Christmas songs yeah. um, from quite a few of them from like reputable music uh, journal journals and um, Yes, and what would you count as a reputable music journal? Like, you know... These days. Enemy? W- enemy rock thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling Stone. <laughs> you know, things like that. The wrong, I, yeah. And what I found was that... Um, Bizarrely, a lot of them were both... There was a lot of crossover. So essentially, um, a lot of things that were on the the, the best would also end up on the worst. But um, I I discovered quite a few things from this. So I'm going to say, out and out the worst, 100% the worst, William Shatner's spoken word Christmas album, (laughs) Shatner Claus. How dare you? How dare you Shatner all over Christmas with that <laughs> wild exclamation? Anything Bill Shatner does for music makes it twice as magical and also slows it down. So There's a weird duet with Iggy Pop who will now oh, no, clearly Iggy. do anything. He will anything. do anything for cash these days, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and essentially... I once saw I... a hologram of Iggy Pop do a duet with Peaches Ooh. at a wedding festival. And how was and you that? Know what? That was pretty fucking good, actually. Yeah. That's I mean, it was still a hologram. He couldn't be bothered to shut up. <laughs> Peaches has probably went, Iggy, can I have a hologram of you doing some high kicks? That was it. It was mostly him doing high kicks. Oh, good for him sending in hologram high kicks. <laughs> um, I also... Um, so I'm not sure whether Christmas is particularly sexy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you know what? Uh, and I got this from our artist that we're uh, about to delve into today. Uh, Father Christmas, a.k.a. Santa Claus, a.k.a. St. Nick, is either big and jolly or making out with your mum and or you and or slipping down your chimney. I think think Santa can be sexy. Santa can be sexy. Okay. Well, so Ariana Grande... I'm into it. (laughs) Ariana Grande um, bought out a a sexy Christmas EP... (laughs) Oh, no. called, called something like Stick It To Me This Christmas or something. Was it called like Christmas and Chill? It's called Christmas and Chill. It is called Christmas That's and it. Chill. And um, that one I wasn't sure about because I'm just not sure about no. the sexy Christmas vibes. Um, so, yeah, those are those are ones that I'm, I'm definitely not into. I think, I think that uh, Here it comes. the best, if you want to go like spooky, ethereal Christmas... Hmm. Which who doesn't? I think yeah. Sinead O'Connor's version of Silent Night is the best. Oh, I love a classic carol though. Okay, yeah. so I need to think. I think we should uh, separate fave carols from favourite Christmas songs. Uh-huh. We're talking pop songs, and then we're talking classic carols. Okay. Because we're going down carols. Annie Lennox also did a Christmas EP. Yeah. Of God, you're a you merry gentleman, which is. Oh, awesome. really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're really into this. I, I didn't realise that you were quite in, this into Christmas. Oh, Nick, I love Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, because, um, as you mentioned, you're doing a Christmas tour at the moment, and in a way, you are the ghost of performance art Christmas past. Yes. <laughs> because you have, other, you have two shows. We, and, do, we did. Yes, we have yes. two Christmas shows. <laughs> so, Nick, I love Christmas. I once woke my ex-girlfriend up, talking to myself in my sleep, yeah. and I shouted, apparently, I love Christmas <laughs> in my sleep. <laughs> It's dedication. I love it. Her, her word against mine, but... <laughs> so you have, um, with your uh, theatre company, uh, Shit Theatre, because, as it turns out, I'm just your side bitch, um, you have, you have um, two... Uh, you have two Christmas shows. You've got Muppet's Christmas Carol, which is yeah. adorable. And how is that to perform? Because I've seen that one. I've seen both of them, but I've seen that one, and it's oh. quite a... It's just a riot. Muppets Christmas Crown is great to perform because it's just us screening an illegally downloaded copy of Muppets <laughs> that, with our own subtitles on, uh, in which we uh, give out Arts Council subsidised booze to the audience. Uh, so everyone by the end is out of their fucking minds. Um, and they're very, very happy, and we're happy. Yeah. I, we've toured that show for years, and one Christmas I think I must have watched it maybe 10 or 15 times in a month. And I tell you what, it does not get boring. <laughs> Not well, the Muppets, I mean, the Muppets can do no wrong. Exactly. And I those are great songs. So Sing Along a Muppet Christmas, great. Oh, God, those songs are incredible. The lyrics and the melodies. I think it's Paul Williams who does the songs, and they're, they are timeless. Yeah, timeless classics. Mm. Um, no, it's great. And um, so you're there at the moment with uh, Shit Actually, Manchester. Yes, which also has, uh, which is based on Love Actually, which has also has some timeless classics. For example, Dido and The Calling. <laughs> <laughs> Dido. What song is it? Yes. Done by Dido? I won't go. Oh, God. I can't breathe. What no. Is? Oh, Honestly, I have to do that song live every day and I have not learnt the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> every time it comes to open my mouth, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> do you just wipe it from your memory? Oh, yes, it's so boring. <laughs> I can't retain it. <laughs> but I, I love that you've, uh, you've worked Christmas into your repertoire. Oh, let me tell you, it comes every year and people... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a relief. Um, like aesthetically um, in, in like aesthetically like and also in like kind of artistically to only have one aim and that is Christmas because when it comes to doing like the lighting design you're like what should we have is it green and red yes please <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing we're trying to get people drunk and laugh yes please it's oh, very um, which is what we all want ultimately nice fascism in your um, in, in creation is beautiful and if it mm. just has to be Christmassy um, and as did I tell you I love Christmas Oh, you did mention it, yes, which is <laughs> which is a crossover between you and the artist that we are going to be yes. uh, looking at. Um, Would you like so, to introduce who we've got? Why not? Let's go straight in. We are looking at uh, Mariah Carey. <gasps> yes. The queen of Christmas. She is she the queen of Christmas. Sometimes known. Yeah. And um, this is a performance from um, 2001, I want to say. 2001. 2001. Ooh, hang on, no, 2010. 2010. It's 10 years old, 2010, yes. yeah. Um, and this is... So what year we're in there, don't you? <laughs> so I'm completely <laughs> thrown. Please, anything but 2020, please, get me out of here. Please let it not be 2020. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be looking at uh, a, a Christmas special that was filmed as a live performance um, in... Uh, 
in celebration and in support, if you will, of um, the release of Mariah Carey's second Christmas album, Merry Christmas to You, <laughs> following the second the success of her first one, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so Mariah um, is known often as the Queen of Christmas and has certainly made a career out of that. And I was, I was wondering, if, um, if Mariah's the Queen of Christmas, uh, which season would you be royalty of? Uh, I would also be uh, the King of Christmas or Queen of Christmas or whatever sort of underling Mariah The Duchess had. of Christmas? Oh, yes. I quite like a... Empress. Empress. I think Empress would become above Queen, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I think I would remain in this season. Um, and possibly, yeah, I'll take the Empress or whatever gender-neutral term that we can invent for someone <laughs> that's above Queen. Emperex. Emprex. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> of Christmas. Okay, nice. <laughs> How Great. about you, Nick? What's your favourite season? I think I would be uh, the Dark Lord of Harvest Festival. Oh, that is good. Yeah, because I, you know, I love a, I love a pagan sacrifice ritual, and I think yeah, it brings people are, together. You do love the sun, though, Nick. You're always escaping to Thailand for the winter months, which is always a fucking good idea. Yeah, I, I do. I am a bit of a sun worshiper. Um, literally, and in this case, literally, I would be a sun worshiper. And, <laughs> um, um, you know, I just think a bit of ritual sacrifice. It brings people together. Mm-hmm. The community can come behind that. You know, so I haven't thought about Harvest Festival in ages. Did you have to used to do that at school where you bring like a tin of beans in? Yeah, we did used to have to do that. Yes. Yeah. Used to have to bring in a tin of beans and I think they were given to old people. Yes, bring in a tin of beans for the elderly and have a song. <laughs> that was yes in the local church. We did used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and before we get into this, uh, which is I mean in some ways I would suggest the pinnacle of Christmas concerts. Mm, perhaps okay okay oh good okay we're gonna have different ideas i just wanted to talk a moment about uh worst christmas performances um and i wondered if you had any had any um ideas on that um you know what's kind of the best worst Mm. is east 17 in their big puffy coats (laughs) stay Stay now now, baby if you gotta go away Jenny Harding, who now lives in New Zealand, shout out to New Zealand, her dad worked as um, sort of a producer on that track for E17, and it was his idea to put the sleigh bells on, so he Um, got a writer credit, and he retired in his 40s, so there you go. What? He got a writer... Can you make... Do you think they made that much money from that song? Yeah. I mean, they still play it repeatedly all December, don't they? That is true. And it was a huge number one at the time. Yeah, that's right. But I, performance is a strong word for what they did for that song. Yeah, which is stand around in some big coats. Coat. Yeah. I mean, I like the smoke, the smoke and the haze. You can't beat a bit of smoke and haze. I mean, essentially, oh, yeah. Christmas, the iconography is snow, green, red, yeah. tinsel. Yeah, he's got it. Get those elements. And, you <laughs> and basically children. Yeah, you've basically got that down. Um, I've got a couple for you. My Mm favourite of all time being um, Patti LaBelle's um, ill-fated performance, which I would recommend anyone Googles now, um, where she walks on. There's no background singers. She doesn't. There's a card. There's someone's holding up cards with the lyrics on. It's a song called Something Like This Christmas. And she basically ad-libs a lot of words and goes, wah, 
does a lot of wailing um, and then keeps going, where's my background singers? And <laughs> until eventually they come on and sing the wrong thing. <laughs> it's really amazing. Oh, um, oh, no, I'll tell you what my worst worst performance was. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, carry on. I went to see the Pogues Christmas show once um, oh. at Brixton Academy. Oh, yeah. And they obviously end with Fairy Tale of New York. But Shane McGowan was so drunk, he tried to walk off stage halfway through the song and his minder had to, like, literally <laughs> physically shepherd him back onto the stage and oh, point okay. him towards the audience to finish <laughs> the song. Oh, which sounds funny, but when it's happening, it's... Probably kind of, kind of isn't. Upsetting. It's, oh, no. Yeah. Um, so a special mention also goes out, although this isn't um, necessarily a music um, performance, but um, in 1978, there was a, a Christmas special of Star Wars. Um, and I would highly recommend, if anybody um, is stuck at home over Christmas, maybe they've got some form of medication or, or a rum um, or, you know, the Christmas cake is particularly full of booze. Um, and watch this because it's is the most surreal, bizarre, terrible thing you'll ever see. It's got all the stars in it of um, of uh, Star Wars. Um, Carrie Fisher is off her nut. As she cl- she clearly she's dressed as Princess Leia. She clearly was just like, nope. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna check out on this one. Oh God, I um, love that woman. Yeah, she and um, there's also a 20-minute Wookiee family scene of um, Chewbacca's family where they have very long conversations in Wookiee that's not translated and then the dad watches some weird alien porn some sexy erotic alien porn (laughs) (laughs) so recommendation from Nick Field yeah so I would um, highly recommend checking that out if you've got nothing else to do Um, so let's get into Mariah Carey Yes. Yeah. So, um, what Nick, are you? We... Oh, I was going to ask you. you tell okay. Me. I'm going to ask you first. What are your feelings about Mariah Carey? Okay. What's your history, you and MC. So I don't have a massive history with Mariah Carey, but she's someone who I feel has always been present, and um, I'm sort of I, I'm on her side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I. Um, so a, a happy memory for me is I was in South Africa in a, in, um, uh, uh, in a sort of mountain retreat in South Africa and some local children started playing um, Sweet Sweet Fantasy Baby, which I think is a great song, and and dancing. And I was like, oh, this is great. So that was a moment in which I was like, yes, Mariah, I'm loving the music. It's all about context, isn't it? It's all about the context. Um <laughs> I guess I've sort of been, you know, I've seen, she's had like ups and downs. Mm -hmm. There's definitely been some kind of down moments. I also enjoyed watching a little bit of Mariah's World, which was her... I watched a little bit of that as Mm. research, shall we say. Well, research, which uh, was her documentary kind of reality show. um, Mm. And the first episode of which just seemed to be her on a yacht and eight inch high heels and a lot of jewellery and a leotard, just walking around carrying some children. That seemed to oh, the, be the first episode. And the episode I, I watched was a yeah. highly staged emotional, like she was sharing with, um, I think her husband had like flown by and, and flown off again. And um, she decided to like share some emotions with her 
what I can only guess is friend who she pays to be around because at, yeah. at that level your friends are really like hairdressers and stuff aren't they so yes. this hairdresser or stylist or whatever with too much plastic surgery is trying to lounge on a bed next to Mariah who is wearing a sort of a checked plaid shirt but then also fishnets and high heels yeah and right. is trying, sort of trying to lounge on a bed in a, I'm very relaxed and I'm sharing with you my, deep, my deepest inner feelings from three angles. I feel like she works the shoes. I feel like also that there's been, you know, there was, there was those couple of gigs where things went horribly wrong for Mariah. Oh, that's you know what I mean? recently, isn't there, it? Yeah, so I think in the last kind of four to five years, there's been things about like her voice degenerating yeah. and that maybe she's not on top of her game but i feel like this this is a kind of like resurgence year yeah uh, there's a new book her out book, her book is out yeah the new book's out and um she's also just done an apple special so on apple tv there's a christmas special um but not this but, one but not this one because this is this is from 2010 <laughs> yes. um and um yeah so um also obviously the fact that she is queen of christmas and just seems to go all out on the christmas yeah she, well, how about um, you i uh do not like her uh style of music yeah um her, her way of singing i guess her kind of she's the um uh, as well as being the queen of christmas she is the the queen of a very particular style of um there's a, there's a word for it, it begins with an M that I don't know, but I'd call it vibrato or whatever. It's just like, like yeah, lo- over singing, lots of runs. Uh, over singing, and I just, I just hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. Um, and so I've never enjoyed anything she's ever released. Really? You've um, not liked any or, of her songs? No, or engaged in any of it, um, or her personality in any way. Um, until actually this year when her book came out and I read a mm-hmm. bunch of interviews. Um, with her and she's had quite a life and this sort of her very dramatic and very passionate and very interesting story just for me does not come across in anything I've ever experienced from her artistically and that's interesting because she actually writes everything herself she's not like Whitney or Cher or like Janet Jackson she doesn't so she is she's a writer and producer of most of her own work and it's interesting to me that none of that has actually ever come across for me yeah, I think so too, because I I I'm the same. Like I never got a sense that the work was particularly personal, but it's turned out it was all along. Yeah, so but also I've never. Yeah, it was. It was. We were the problem here, <laughs> but but um, <laughs> but that be that being said, I've also never listened to an album. I've only listened to kind of like I've only heard yeah. songs and not necessarily listened to them on purpose. But I yes. so I watched um, a Naomi Campbell interview with Mariah Carey. Yes, I tried YouTube. to watch that too. <laughs> you couldn't watch it, or you were just like, I'm I, out. I, I just I tapped out about ten minutes in. Uh, yeah, I hear you because mm. I, I, I like both icons, um, mm. but I don't think Naomi's really an interviewer. That would be the problem because Mariah was quite fluent and interesting and kind of engaged, but they did spend a long time telling each other that they were amazing. They were great. There was quite a lot of like, you're a really great friend. So it turns out Naomi Campbell and Mariah Carey have been friends for a long time. Um, yeah. And so there was a lot of, you're a really great friend. Um, and that went on for a good 20 minutes. So that does happen. <laughs> um, and um, 
yeah, Naomi also not a listener. <laughs> no. <laughs> Likes to interject, surprisingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, and one of the things, so also what I, there are a couple of things I really enjoyed about this interview. And the first was like after the 20 minutes of them being like, oh my God, you're such a great friend. Like we have this incredible bond. So Naomi is like, goes in on the interview and starts off with, so I always ask, she's, she basically says, I always ask people where they're from and, um, and when they were born. And Mariah Carey basically goes, well, I'm not answering those questions because I want to keep some mystery. Um, so, and then, but where we are is we've just done an Apple Christmas special. <laughs> just talks about the Apple Christmas special. <laughs> it's great. So I enjoyed that immensely. Um, and then um, the thing that I took from this which, yeah, from the Naomi interview. From the Naomi uh, Bri Carey interview was mm-hmm. that I think, well, we'll come to this because I also think that there's some myth making, but, mm-hmm. but, um, Mariah talks about her upbringing and about how she had a very difficult upbringing and uh, experienced a lot of racism. She's from yeah. a mixed she's she's from mixed race um, yeah, family. family. Yeah, and um, she talks about how they had to move a lot when she was a child, and that she had lots of problems settling in and was always sort of separate from everyone. But the music was kind of her saving grace. Um, yeah. She talks about that, but then she basically says, "There's this really great moment where she goes, I know.'" Like doing Christmas is tacky. I know I'm the queen of Christmas, blah blah blah. But she sort of says it, that really comes from a place of truth. Um, and she said what she wanted was a real family that cared about her, and that when Christmas came every year, that didn't ruin Christmas, but they always did. So, so for her, creating these Christmas songs and these Christmas yeah. uh, experiences is about kind of reclaiming that. It seems. So it so, makes it um, way more emotional looking yeah, at this yeah. Christmas stuff when you when you know that sort of thing. Yeah. So I, so suddenly I'm like, okay, this actually has some meaning in this context. Yeah. But then I get also, it, Mariah. It's not just I about get it, money. Mariah. But well, I mean, it's great when your place of truth also makes millions, right? Right. But to be honest, she's already got millions. She is one of the biggest pop stars of all time. She's mm. only behind the Beatles in the amount of number one that she's ever had in the US. Yeah. She's absolutely enormous. She doesn't need to be doing Christmas, basically. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, but, you know, she made 75 million from All I Want From Christmas Is You. Well, she wrote it as well. So, of course, she's making... So, All I Want For Christmas Is You is the 11th best-selling single of all time. Damn. So, considering there's a number of singles that have happened... Yeah, there's quite a few singles, isn't there, by now? There aren't. In the history of music, there's been a couple of singles. There's been a number of singles. There's been a number of singles. Wow. And All, All I Want For Christmas With You is uh, the 11th, 11th best-selling single of That's all time. Incredible. And she wrote it, as well as it being her production and her voice. So, Well, I'm going to come to that, because there's some controversy around that. But we'll talk oh, about that. God. We'll talk about that when we get to it. But um, I, but my, the, the last moment that I really enjoyed in the Naomi Campbell interview is that mm-hmm. having gone on for ages and ages about how great friends they are, they there, there's, there then comes this moment where Mara is like something happened. Something happened in Mara's life, and she's like, I I nobody was there for me, and Naomi's like, I tried to call you. 
<laughs> but every I mean, time there, I... A, there, there is some tension at the beginning where she's like, you know, we've been trying to sort this out. And Mariah's yeah. like, you know, I definitely wanted to talk to you. Definitely, yeah. Naomi. <laughs> well, basically, basically, Naomi keeps going, I kept calling this number and I'm being told that it had been changed. Like, your number kept being changed. And, and, and I always had the same number, Mariah. So basically, Ooh. it's worth watching for that. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So um, so is that it did frame for me though a little bit about um, what uh, Christmas means in Christmas the world of Mariah Carey. To Mariah Carey. Oh, the other thing as well, which I kind of want to check out now, is that the book. I can't. What it's called? What's the book? Oh, my story my or story mariah's story or something anyway she um has brought out an audible version or a, a like a a talky book version whatever they call them and um but she partly sings it yes <laughs> and as naomi campbell said you've invented a whole new genre of talky books <laughs> Quote Naomi Campbell, you've invented a whole. Let's try and do the voice because it's sort of half English, half American. You've yeah. invented a whole new genre of talkie books. <laughs> That's, oh my God, Naomi Campbell, say that you've invented a whole new genre of talkie books. Oh, you know what though? Naomi Campbell turning up for community service in Couture. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, she's had some moments. I think she is an icon. She's great. She is an icon, but she's not an icon for the things she says. And so the interview series is... <laughs> yeah, the interview series, not. Maybe not. Um, all right, so let's get into this gig. Let's get into Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. No, that's not the name of the gig. What's it called? The gig is called um, Merry Christmas to You. ABC Christmas Special. And if you, so if you Google that, the rule is of these podcasts, by the way, that we're looking at gigs that are professionally filmed and are available on YouTube. So this is available for you to watch as well. All right. So let's get into this gig. Merry Christmas to you. 2010 Mariah Carey live ABC special, I believe. Yeah. Um, So we open. Taking it from the top. (laughs) Yeah. Guess what we got? We got the classics. We got kids. We got jingle bells. We got green. We got red. We got Mariah Carey in kind of sexy Santa maternity wear. Yeah, I mean, the budget could have gone up on the costumes, right? Oh dear. There's okay. So there's the children are in sort of um, college wear, like variety jackets and that. Yeah. They've got four guys dressed kind of the four tops in suits doing the moves with the kids. And then they have some women in ponchos and green leggings. Yeah. Why? Why? There's why? a lot of whys around this. But, you know, it's like Christmas tree, tick. Tinsel, tick. Yeah. Um, now you the budget, Mariah, because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a full band. Let's start there's there. Yeah. There's, there's a, a glittery full... earpiece. There's a glittery earpiece. There's a full band. Um, yeah, the costume is kind of like pregnancy... Pregnant, sexy mama claws. Yes. And, um, but it does look a little bit like, you know, if you went to a, um, like a joke shop or yeah. a, a costume shop and you were like, and it, it said, sold something like sexy Christmas lady outfit <laughs> and it costs, it, it costs four pounds. Yeah. That would basically be this. Outfit. Do you want to know where her um, budget went? Because I've got her rider up here. Oh, 
Uh, hell yes. Have you got the rider for this gig? I don't have the rider for this. Yep, actually, I've got a 2010 rider in front of me. Oh, my so God. So this is a 2010 show. I don't know if it was this specific Research show, this sort of points thing. go to you. Okay, so 2010 rider. Let me, sorry, I'm just making sure that. Mike's okay. So, um, Cristal Champagne mm-hmm. with bendy straws. Oh, because <laughs> you want champagne through a straw because it makes you drunk quicker. Um, or because she's trying to protect her lipstick. Either way, classy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classy move. It's not one of those straws that goes in the glasses around your eyes, at least. So, yeah. Okay, so it has to, and plus a $200 bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay, okay. Um, dressing room must be outfitted with two dozen white roses and vanilla aromatherapy candles. Classic. Janet had white roses. We get a lot of white roses. White roses white. are the thing, aren't they? What is it about white roses? They make me think of a funeral. White yeah. Flowers, but... mm. Okay, whatever. I do quite like a white, uh, like, sleeping space. My ideal... Uh, I'm currently sat in an Airbnb, which is just an yeah. all-white box. Very relaxing. I find the world very stimulating. Yeah. And so to sleep in a room with nothing going on... With, maybe that's what would you like to sleep in a porcelain egg? I would love to sleep in a porcelain egg. Are you offering? <laughs> I don't have a porcelain egg. Oh, but damn I just it, suddenly... Nick. Don't bring that up if you don't have <laughs> I just suddenly felt like maybe that would be good. We should try and sort that out. Have you ever been to the toilets at Sketch? Or have you ever been to Sketch? Mm, I have, yeah. Mm. Yes, those lovely egg toilets. Yeah. Uh, check it out if you're in London. They are yeah. a lovely restaurant with a very exciting toilet set up. And, and the if, toilets are Check it out if you're in London... And we can never go to restaurants again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. Sorry, <laughs> R.I.P. going out. Okay, um, R.I.P. So fun. <laughs> the rest yeah, of the rider rest... is... Uh, Mariah Carey also wants no busy patterns. Oh, yeah, yeah. you don't want a busy pattern. Dark grey and dark pink and cream are all fine. You mustn't have any tartan. It must be about 75 degrees. I don't know what that is in normal temperature. Um, all harsh lighting must be turned off. And actually, to be fair, that's it in the 2010... That is not too bad. So, yeah, Mariah's rider, pretty... um, It's not that OTT. Pretty chilled for a uh, self-confessed diva. And I say that because there was a great um, interview with Hadley Freeman in The Guardian recently. Oh, yeah. With Mariah over her book, where she talked about being called a diva. And she's well up for it. Of course, why would you not be? She's like, yes, I am a diva. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, why not? You would, wouldn't you? Because she is one of the biggest selling artists of all time. Yeah, and, and therefore you can say, I want the white roses and probably more. <laughs> oh my God, I have such a problem with asking for stuff mm. and uh, imposter syndrome. For example, our Christmas show, mm. we asked for something uh, today, um, something very basic mm. uh, that would make our lives easier. They said yes. And I immediately thought, what if we get in a car crash? Because <laughs> it's like... Let's just unpick that for a moment. What was my it that you went, asked? Well, what was it you asked for? We we asked um, uh, we asked to uh, leave and pack up a day earlier um, so that we could get back to London at not four a.m. on Christmas uh-huh. Eve. Um, and they said yes, which is said, good. I'm pleased to hear that. Sure, sure, of course. Um, uh, and I immediately went, "Well, what if we have a car crash now? I guess that'd be our fault for asking for something, isn't it?" Well. <laughs> I don't know why we bothered. Probably just as I'm dying, I think, well, I wish I'd been <laughs> It's my own fault for asking for a night off. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
so so in that case, if if for example, um, you were to say, "I want a dozen white roses," <laughs> would you then be immediately in your head be these are murder roses? Yes, and what kind of killer? If I get killed by these roses, it's my own <laughs> fault for asking for them. Well, it's not like the thing is related to the other thing. So we had a night off, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll die in a car crash." Then weren't I on that night? <laughs> oh no, not a Christmas tragedy. We'll unpick that later. Shall yes, we? Or like, never. we'll just go. We'll go into that in depth later. <laughs> it's another podcast called "Why Can't I Just Ask for Things." Oh, oh that's a great idea. Nice that's a great idea for a podcast. That could be okay. If you want to hear us do a podcast called "Why Can't I Just Ask for Things." Then yes. please message us on Kick It Up Podcast on Oh wow, pretty much everybody Instagram. I know would be a great guest on that. Why can't I just ask for things? Yeah. Anyway, so back to the ponchos. Back to the ponchos. <laughs> um, so we've got Osanta. Now I actually I had not heard this song before, but no. I haven't been able to stop singing it since. And I particularly enjoyed the line, I know you're kind of busy with your elves right now. Yeah. To Santa. Um I particularly like, like the line, I promise that I won't forget the milk and cookies. Hey, hey, hey. But in a kind of, you know what I mean, when I say milk <laughs> and when I say cookies, sort of <laughs> wink, wink. So this is very much a Santa sexy range. Oh. Like, I caught mummy kissing Santa Claus. This is one of that Santa sexy thing coming down. No, I'm not here you know for this sexy... I don't know if I'm here for the sexy Santa thing. Oh, come on. Are you not into no, Big Beard, Big no. Belly? I can be there for that. <laughs> It's just not my thing. Okay, whatever. All the more for me. <laughs> I don't have to give you a slice of that pie. <laughs> what about the boots? Love the boots as well. Oh, well, I do love a boot, but, you know. Oh, yeah, actually, I can imagine you wearing a Santa booty. <laughs> In a good way, Nick. Okay, I'm going to... Sure. Um, <laughs> it's sort of like an UG, isn't it? It's like out market. It's UG. a bit of an UG. Um, <laughs> uh, well, so um, on that bombshell, um, we go straight into the next song, which is Little Drummer Boy. And a, Little Drummer Boy. it's a mashup with A Little Town of Bethlehem. <laughs> oh, so there's what, what she claims is a medley, mm-hmm. but it just has her going, and then going into Little Town of Bethlehem. Yes. Now, can I just say as well that that song, um, A Little Drummer Boy, is my worst Christmas carol. <gasps> Why? Because I just, I've never heard anyone do the pa-rum-pa-pum-bum bit. And not, and not without it being fucking annoying, and not it being really massively annoying, and also just a little bit cringy. You know what I mean? Yes, I completely agree with you. Um, I just can't take it, and it's the same because people always go like, which is what Mariah does. She gives it a bit of like, but what they're doing there is doing an impression of a A drum, drum, right? Yeah, but but everyone's always like, everyone always makes it like a really meaningful drum. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a rhythm section. You know, they give it that slant. Um, So there's uh, there's like already been in the version that we're watching, which is special. One coming up next. Yes. um, Which has happened between the first song and the second second song. song. And there's also been a a costume change into like a black version of the Sexy Santa. Yeah, kind of look. From the red Sexy Maternity Wear. and it's all very, it's like classic Christmas. It's all very feel-good. But when you look closely, mm-hmm. I suppose, if you're going to um, 
can think about this in a slightly different way. This is a, this is a black cast of dancers, musicians, singers yeah. on primetime American TV. Yeah. The entire cast is people of colour. Yeah. And they've managed, because of who Mariah is, I guess, like you managed to sneak that in to um, sort of mainstream America without it being commented on or noticed or anyone panicking. Yeah. It's kind of radical in its own way. Yeah. Um, and uh, the choir comes at this point. So there's a, um, a gospel choir who I think the sound is kind of phenomenal. I mean, they are, it is beautiful. Like the arrangements are amazing. And I, I found this like surprisingly high drama. There's quite a lot of modulation. Dramatic. The, um, the, the, the golden choir capes. The, the, well, the golden choir capes, but also the arrangement. Um, and Mariah gives it some welly. She gives it the diva. Yes. She gives it the diva treatment because it's quite a. Um, it's they're quite humble songs. Yes, they are. That's true. And I don't they're, know they're... if they really warrant the diva treatment, but she gives it to them anyway. I don't enjoy um, the way she sings any of these. Oh really? Just because she can doesn't mean she should. <laughs> <laughs> Words to live by. Put that on a t-shirt and sell it as merch. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not into it yeah. at all. Sometimes I, I, restraint. I'm her as a person. She's got, by this point, she's sort of, um, she's introduced herself a little bit. And she's got something like a Princess Diana shy vibe going on. There's a lot of like looking up from underneath the eyelashes, which I wasn't expecting her to be so kind of coy. Yeah. And I'm enjoying that. Yeah. But I just do not like the, the, the way she sings. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think sometimes restraint is, is, a good thing. Yeah. Don't step away yeah. from the restraint. Yeah, there's, these aren't restrained versions of any of these songs. <laughs> um, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it does sound... Like, I think the arrangements are beautiful. Uh, you know, the, the construction of the... Of the, the the way the songs have been put together, I think is beautiful. But yes, it is it is quite a lot. Um, and if you ever happen to listen to um, Shatner Claus... <laughs> he has a version of Little Drummer Boy, which is so excruciatingly embarrassing. I mean, you can only imagine the more embarrassing thing of being in the being in the room with him when he goes parum pa pum pa repeatedly. What I'd love to hear is Mariah's version and the Shatner version played at the same time. Oh yes. <laughs> no. Um, uh, so then, oh, and there, yes, yeah, so we've had the costume change, um, and then we're into Oh Holy Nights, which actually I love. Okay, as a song, mm -hmm. uh, not this version, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because she's still singing it. And I'm not into the way she sings. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Is this going to okay, She doesn't need me. Is this going to be a thing? Sorry, but... yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I mean. Oh, Holy Night, again. I can't really remember what that song goes like off the top of my head. Oh, Holy Night. Yes. Now, again, doesn't need to be, like, really, really over-dramatically, but it's quite dramatic. Yeah. Uh, Actually, this is one of the... This is one of the more tolerable mm, versions mm. that I still... I mean, it's absolutely... I, ma I mean, it's maximised, but I do think... Yeah. I mean, her voice is kind of... It's phenomenal. I mean, her voice, I think, is phenomenal. But, I, yeah, there is a bit of overuse. What do you think about whistle tones? Whistle tones? What do you mean by whistle so, tones? So, you know, when it's like the really, really, really high... Like, That's not what it's called. Almost a screech. Love it. Are you into the whistle tone? 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally here for it. Yeah, because she does crack out the whistle whistle tones. Weird voices. Yeah. You know, just... It's all of them at once on every (laughs) note. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of trills and runs. I can't really hear what the melody is. Do you think it's a bit indulgent? I don't think it's necessarily indulgent. That's her thing. People are there to see that. Mm. People love that. So it's yeah. not particularly indulgent. That's what she's been paid to do. I'm just not... I'm for me. It's, it's not, not for me. you. I yeah. think that I actually... I would have quite enjoyed being there. Oh. I think it would have been I mean, quite... I'd love to see her in real life. God knows how old she is. Because she looks amazing. Is she 30? Is she 50? I have no idea. She's probably... She must have been nudging... Now she's... Yeah. yeah. But I think... Um, you know, I, I think it would have been a lot of fun. And the, I mean, the audience are completely there. They are <laughs> oh, they're on their on feet, their feet quite song. a lot. You know, like pretty much every track at various points throughout the song, they're on their feet. Yeah. Um, so then we're into Here Comes Santa Claus, House Top Randy Jackson. Celebration uh, yeah. mashup. Uh, yeah, Randy Jackson comes on. Yeah, Randy Jackson, the famous bassist. Um, so we're into the song. We've got Randy Jackson... Um, it's got a bit of a funk vibe, and we've got dancing elves. Yes, the dancers are back. They're in green and red. And then we have Here Comes Santa Claus, Here Comes Santa Claus, Down Santa Claus Lane. Mm-hmm. Another. <laughs> which, uh, the, you know, the, I don't think the Americans have the kind of Christmas bangers that we do. Obviously, this is speaking from an English perspective, but all of the, like, all of these covers, if, you, if this was a British. Christmas show, if she hadn't done like a wham cover by now. Oh, you'd have to have last Christmas in there. And here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus down Santa Claus Lane. Yeah. Would be kind of like, I don't know, 30 or 40 down on the list of songs you would want to hear by now. Yeah. True. But um, I think the Americans didn't have um, the sort of. So, like, the American Christmas, big Christmas tunes are the swing stuff from the 50s. Yeah. Or the more recent stuff in the 90s and the noughties. Yeah. Whereas the British Christmas hits were 70s and 80s, which obviously I'm probably, and you're probably more sentimental about. Yeah. Because of the age we're at. Yeah. Um, 22. But just for, yes. Yeah, because of being in our early 20s. Yeah. And our grandparents being into that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, Ariana Grande has, has covered Last Christmas. Thank you, yes. Ariana. Didn't need it, but why not? Why not? Because in a way, Ariana Grande is like the pretender to the crown of Queen of Christmas. Oh, yes. There's been a rivalry it. because, and part of that is that um, she covered All I Want for Christmas is You while Mariah was having a bit of a kind of like moment, everyone going like, oh, she's lost her voice. And she did, Mariah Carey did a couple of versions of All I Want for Christmas is You live and it didn't work out so well for her. Yeah. And then... But she did come back and do it live on TV. She did. Fair enough to Mariah. Yeah. She came straight back out and proved it. Yeah. But um, Ariana Grande is in the Apple special. Um, and oh, yeah. there's a, a lot being made of the fact that they do a whistle tone duet. There's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. You know on. what, Ariana, Mariah, there's more than one queen in the world. Yeah, there are England, Belgium, Spain, Holland. for example, Saudi Arabia, probably. Mm, let's not go there. <laughs> okay, okay. So Randy Jackson, yeah. he leaves, yeah. and then Mariah says, "Here's a song I wrote for this album. I wrote." She makes sure we all know I wrote. Yeah, and good, good for her. You know, um, and this is this is the first one where I really felt. Um, that she was really enjoying it yes. and that I really felt like she was being Mariah Carey rather than Mariah Carey doing Christmas songs. Yes. I really like this tune. 
Um, it's kind of a sexy Mariah number. Well, it's fucking sexy Christmas maternity wear again. Yeah, it is a sexy Christmas number, and she can't wait to unwrap your love. Yes, um, I really like this song. Oh. Thanks, thanks I, th I think it was yeah, it's joyful, <laughs> it's playful. Yeah, the audience are on their feet again. They can't help themselves. And for I think a fourth or fifth time, Mr. Spoilers of the voiceover comes on to tell us exactly what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, they they're not keen on like letting people build their own senses, suspense and wonder, are they? Oh God, have you ever had a compare that gives away your whole? joke or spiel yes, before you go on stage. Oh, God, it drives me crazy. Yes. It's happened to me. Um, that's what this was like. They're like. And then Mariah's going to get her mum on. You're like, that's the surprise for later. Yeah, we don't, yeah, they keep flagging up the mum's coming on. Yeah. She's, she's trailed quite a few times throughout the editing. Yeah. So then we go into um, a kind of Charlie Brown moment. There's a Peanuts cartoon. There's, yeah. there's Charlie Brown, the, the Peanuts theme tune. And then a song called Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, it's quite cute. I think it? it's quite cute. And this made me sentimental because... I love Peanuts. Peanuts. Let's go into Peanuts for a second. Because yeah. that was quite an esoteric cartoon for children, wasn't it? It really was. I don't think it was for children. Yeah. I mean, it might I, mean I watched it as children. a child. Yeah. But it was, they were quite, like, introspective yeah. characters who seemed to be having existential crises a lot. Just constantly. Yeah. And it, I think it'd be worth a revisit as an adult. Yeah, I was curious about that. I was thinking about that, actually. Because also the theme tune is really melancholic. Mel 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 How does the theme tune go? Do, 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 do. You know, it's kind of quite... <laughs> that's an, it that's an accurate rendition. You do little dancing hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, take it from me, it's quite melancholic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, yeah, odd choice. Suddenly we're, we've got Charlie Brown peanuts kind of mm. sectioned in. This is Mariah t tapping into her dark side, which she famously has. She famously I mean, wants us to know she has. Um, Kate, her dark side is through this uh, Charlie Brown yeah. <laughs> Christmas number. Well, I mean, in some ways, this is the most paired back arrangement because there's no backing singers um, and it's just piano and her. And it's kind of, I think it's kind of. It's kind of lovely. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, it was fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> okay, we haven't moved from our position, I see. <laughs> uh, all right, Joy to the... No world. notes, Mariah. <laughs> no notes for you, Mariah. Okay, so Joy to the World. And she says this is the one of the biggest Christmas songs ever. I don't know what she means by yeah, biggest. Yeah, how, like, how do you rate obviously that? Obviously not biggest selling, because that would be her, her song. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, the most famous, one of the biggest. Yeah. So it, this is souped up. It's got power chords, the, the choir. I mean, it's a lot, I think. I don't feel like this is a Christmas song. I always think of like Joy to the World as in like the same breath as Age of Aquarius. Sort of like, <laughs> like a 60s, like happy, happy. I don't number. think it. No, I think it is a Christmas song. Joy to the World, the King of Kings. Ba -ba, ba -ba, ba -ba. I'm thinking of Joy to the World. Oh. Boys and girls, George. I'm actually thinking of a completely different song. It's so hard to tell what the tune is, Nick. <laughs> she just won't stick to yeah, one note. Yeah, she will not stick to a note, will she? I mean, it is a lot, and I think this one's a bit shouty. Do you want to know what my notes are for yeah. this? It says, oh, God, I'm so bored. Oh! Oh, I felt that I was being slapped around the face with the word joy. Okay. It's what I felt like. <laughs> not bored, at least. Yeah. 
Um, but I was not necessarily joyful. I was a bit like... Yeah. Do- Dr. Spoilers next. Guess what Mariah's mum is coming up again. Yes. <laughs> and then we're into um, a Make-A-Wish section uh-huh. with uh, a child called Mackenzie. Right, so let's get into this gig, because yeah. we've, we've, this is the second time we've encountered this kind of um, moment in one of our shit yes. things that we've been Celine, covering. Celine Dion had it. Well. Celine Dion. And, and you were not a fan, necessarily, of these. How did you no. feel about this one? I felt better about Mackenzie. Okay. This was like too too sad and too heartwarming to not crack me because the story of Mackenzie is that she so she has polycystic kidneys and she needs dialysis three times a week and then she was I guess she was um, up for adoption or in a home or something and then they have her adopted mum is one of the nurses I think and they just and her favourite song is We Belong Together uh-huh. and she sings it to her adopted mum and it's this tiny, tiny it's actually fragile child and it's just very, it's quite moving yeah yeah. and the thing I liked I about like this one they shot of them chatting yeah the thing, the thing that the thing I kind of liked about this one was that um, Mariah's quite no-nonsense I think you know what I mean she's yeah. very personable and clearly understands the significance of this for the the child and her mother but she's not she doesn't kind of pander to the situation if you will she's quite kind of like i I thought i thought she handled it really well yeah you know what that was fair enough yeah with mariah and she didn't sort of yeah she didn't pander to her and she didn't treat her molly coddle her no she was like right this is now you cheer yeah yeah, yeah, um, So I didn't think this was... She, then she went, I think the best Christmas present would be getting a kidney for Mackenzie. Did she say that? Yeah. <laughs> In, live, live at the show. Wow, I missed that moment, yeah. but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's hopefully, that was 2010. I didn't want to look it up because I didn't want to know. Hopefully Mackenzie got a kidney. <laughs> Let's hope Mackenzie did get that kidney oh, yes. for Christmas. Yes. Um, anyway, quite a good moment. It, yeah. So um, we are in um, Christmas Time is in the Air Again, and I don't think this is a very strong song. What do you think? Although it is one that she wrote, another one that she wrote. Good to point it out, though, because I had no idea that Mariah Carey wrote her own songs. So if she needs to be the person that points it out, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of another, you're right, another sort of indistinguishable Mariah number, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then we've got uh, oh, Come All Ye Faithful and Hallelujah. Featuring? Yeah. Featuring. And featuring. Oh, drum roll, please. Mariah's mum, finally. Yeah. So this is Patricia Carey. Uh, they're in a big red pashmina. That's an interesting look, considering um, what the budget could have been. Is just sort of um, Mariah's mum in a big red scarf. Yes. Yeah. Um, doing O Come Will You Faithful. Yeah. Now... This is where I'm, I'm kind of interested in a couple of things. Because I'm interested in the fact that Mariah Carey, when Naomi Campbell asked her where are you from and when, kind of was like, I want to keep a bit of mystery around that, right? Mm. And then has talked a lot about the, the family face a lot of hardships, which I'm not guess, I'm not in any way doubting. And, have, and she's been really clear that racism was a big part of that. And I'm absolutely not in any way doubting that. But... Have you ever met an opera singer? <laughs> Are you suggesting a class thing? 
Yeah. Well, so, you know, her mother was an opera singer in the Met Opera, New York Met Opera. Yeah. And, and a vocal coach. Yeah. And in some ways for me, that doesn't quite match the story. So I think from the stuff that I've heard, it's that it wasn't... It was, so there was the racism factor, but then there was also the fact that her elder siblings were abusive towards her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that her, her mum was disowned by her family for marrying a black guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so not, I'm not in any way yeah. discrediting any of that. Or in, and I yeah. suppose also her bipolar disorder, uh, which was diagnosed later. Aha. Uh-huh. But yes... The, I suppose maybe we're making assumptions, or Mariah herself has suggested, that the troubles might have come from also being financially related. Yeah. Which, as you point out, being an opera singer tends to go hand in hand with being a certain kind of, I don't know, certain kind of person with a certain kind of level of... Uh, yes. Yeah, you know, access. Access to certain to, resources. Yeah. Which are necessary for you to be able to sort of run as an opera singer. Um, so I think there's an interesting, this raises an interesting question mark for me, not in any way over um, any of the hardships that she's faced, but perhaps the way that it's framed. Yes, and, and we won't be able to find anything else out about that because according to Mariah, from now on, she's not going to be doing any interviews. She's going to say, she's just going to say, refer to page 29 or whatever oh, of my book. Okay. And she's... Um, so in that Hanley Freeman article uh, interview, yeah. she said, yeah, she's going to be just referring people to her autobiography from now on instead of answering any questions. That's a great idea, and I'm going to be doing the same thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, same. When all the journalists call me up, what do you do? More questions for me. <laughs> yes. But it feels like, I mean, it feels like quite a, 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 a significant moment. I mean, obviously it's been flagged up as being really significant throughout the, um, the show. Mm. And, and, I mean, she brings it really hard. I mean, she's not, she, she's, the, the suggestion here slightly is, yeah, you're not going to be out singing me, mother. Oh, it's very much like a sort of X Factor sing-off, the way they used to put, like, three people in the X Factor next to each other mm-hmm. and they would have to sing sort of louder and more like Mariah Carey over each other mm. during the song. I'm going to be... the song be, was over. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. To me, it was giving me a little bit of like, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to bring out my... I'm going to live out my frustrations through whistle tones. <laughs> Basically, I'm going to go to that high register mother and I'm going to prove mm. who's boss here. Yes, if this was an extract to sing off, Mariah would be winning. Bye, Mum! Yeah, bye, Mum. But, you know, the Mum gives a very dignified opera singer performance. Yes. It just feels a little Pashmina. bit out of place, maybe. And, yes. and Mariah yes. also is not here to be unsung. No. Although, you know, nice moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we go into oh. the moment that everyone has been... Oh, God, no. Wait. First we have another coming up. Oh, yeah, we do have another coming tells up. tells us what's coming up, which is the finale. The finale. Which we can all, we can all guess. Yes. <laughs> coming up. What's it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> guess, which, guess which song is coming for the finale. Um, so we have got, you guessed it, All I Want for Christmas is you. <laughs> And she's uh, back in red, yeah. red sexy maternity wear, yeah. looking lovely. Again, absolutely looking amazing. Yeah. Um, 
But then there's some costumes going on behind us. Yeah, we've got elves, we've got nutcrackers, we've got snowmen. A little cheap. Do you, what did you think about that? Again, the, the budget has not stretched to good costumes. No, I can see the seam. It's in like <laughs> sort of out-of-the-box snowman costumes. It's but this is the thing weird... I think about Christmas sometimes, is that, you know, it's that thing about, like, kitsch covers everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if it's kitsch, it doesn't Christmas need to be necessarily excuse. good. Yeah. And, and I've got a lot of time for that as well. But, oh, me too. But equally, um, you could you could have spent a bit more money on the costumes. <laughs> However, I do think that this is one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. Controversial. I love it, I love it as well. I love it. Oh, I can't get enough of it. Oh, I, I can. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, actually, I probably can as well. But if I hear it <laughs> I'm around Christmas time, I'm delighted and pleased. Same. Uh, Same. In fact, we end our, our end our Christmas show. Yeah. Well, there's ripping apart of presents, um, but you know, the thing that really annoyed me about this because uh, by the end there's snow falling, there's a chihuahua. Did you notice the chihuahua? I missed the chihuahua. There's someone brings on a chihuahua that jumps around. There's there's basically <laughs> everything chucked at the stage, the but they have cut out a section of the song to bring it on time. <gasps> I couldn't believe this. Yeah. So they, they've been building up. Yeah. Mr. Fucking Spoiler Alert yeah. says, coming up, it's the finale. Yeah. And then they show a section of the song, give away her costume, then go immediately into the song, and then halfway through the song, cut to the credits. Yeah. I, I was pretty so shocked. I was pretty shocked that they, yeah. that was that was some misjudged editing because there were definitely other moments that could have been edited out. Could they not have afforded to hear the whole thing you want the whole more? song um oh. so i was disappointed that that was the case because i did actually really want to hear that whole song and i was quite enjoying the maximal yeah. approach now let me tell you about the controversy around the song which has made a huge amount so basically no mariah did not write it alone <laughs> so um, a gentleman called oh I've, I've written this down in my scrawly handwriting and i'm not going to be able to read it but it's Walter, his name's Walter, <laughs> Walter something. So Walter um, wrote this song with Mariah Carey. He was actually her writing partner for a long time. They uh, have since fallen out. Um, but um, he talked about how the song was written and um, that they wanted to go for something kind of Phil Spector-ish and upbeat. Um, and the way that it was constructed was that um, they were kind of jammed together. So he would start playing, she would start singing, and they both kind of um, uh, sort of evolve what they were creating in the moment. Nice. And then that's how the song was written. And it was written very quickly. It was written within an hour and 15 minutes. Um, so there's a kind of back and forth. Um, and he actually thought it was too simple. He thought that the arrangement was too simple um, and that it was overly simple. But, um, but, he was sort of saying what that's Walter done. Walter was he, wrong. Walter was wrong. He sort of said that it's what he understood since, is that that's translated into something that people just understand as a Christmas song. Yeah. So that, like, there were just no barriers to everyone around the world going like, oh, this is a Christmas song, it's great. Um, yeah. But also, interestingly, it was all done on computer. So so there's no real instruments on it. It's all computer-generated. Um, apart from time, the vocal. Which must have been pretty unusual. Which is unusual. Um, apart from the vocal, which was all Mariah. You'd hope so. You hope so. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and he was saying that it's a Christmas love song, which makes it kind of original and fun for the time. Yeah. And now there's like a ton of Christmas love songs that kind of created that genre, I guess, in some ways. But um, yeah. but yeah, so um, so Mariah, uh, it was it was co-created, um, but she still made a ton of money from it. Good for them. Yeah. So, so that's it. That's it. We Merry are at the Christmas, end of Merry Christmas for you. Merry Christmas to you. To you from Mariah. Thoughts on Mariah after that? So I, because um, I was wondering to myself, would I want to go and see one of Mariah's Christmas tours? And I think she tours, she does like big Christmas tours now pretty much every year. And I think that they have grown in size. So having looked, there is no professional footage of any of these tours, but um, having looked at kind of bootleg footage, they're like, they are spectacles. Oh yeah, they look crazy. They look stuff on YouTube. bonkers crazy with like angel costumes and she does loads of costume changes. She was dressed as a sexy nutcracker at one point. There's, yes, please. Yes, please. There's, um, so there's a lot going on. I'm not sure that I would want to go to it. No. I really want to read her autobiography. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in her uh, as a person, as always happens, actually, by the end of our research. Um, none of these people have ended up um, as big as they are from being a boring or untalented, untalented human being. Yeah. And I'm more interested in her as a person. I'm definitely going to read her book. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know... As previously, did I ever told you I love Christmas? Oh, you did mention so, that you love Christmas, and I love yeah, that. I, I, I might go. I might go. Would you go? If you went, I would, I would, go. Go, I would come with you, but, okay. but we, have to, okay. we have to drink champagne through bendy straws beforehand oh, in honour of Mariah's rider. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I found, I think that I found um, an unexpected warmth and... Um, I think informed by her talking about what Christmas or her need to kind of like create things around Christmas to compensate for her upbringing, I think that um, that brought a kind of authenticity to it that sort of made sense. So it doesn't seem kind of like hollow capitalism necessarily, fully. Fully. Please buy the DVD. There's also, you know, there is, there is, as she says, there's truth behind it. Um, but um, I think we could have uh, could have could have upped the costume budget even so. Yeah, but you know, it's, it was 2010. Yeah. It's a little wee while ago now. Who knows <laughs> what she'll do next year when we attend Mariah's Christmas Extravaganza 2021. Fingers crossed, we it's can. Apocalyptic. I'm going to get Dolly Parton's vaccine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. I like forget the anti-vax stuff. If I, I, I will have it injected in my eyeballs if I have to. <laughs> if I, can, if I can go disco dancing again, oh. it will be worth it. Yeah. Because literally, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what has made me feel Christmassy though. Mm. Talking to you. About oh. What are your plans for Christmas? Um, well, uh, I'm in Manchester mm. doing our Christmas show to nobody. <laughs> Until, um, until uh, the 24th when I'm back in London and then hopefully um, I'll be going to see my family just as long as I don't um, get COVID between now and then. And if I do, I'll be alone on my boat and I've started to make plans about <laughs> what will happen if I have to spend Christmas alone on my boat. Okay. Um, 
How about you? Um, well, I usually, I, so generally I'm in the tropics for Christmas because I get the hell out of Northern Europe for the winter. Um, and uh, so I'm not, I can't do that this year. Um, I, I'm, and I, but I'm in a different country to the one that I was in before. <laughs> and so secretive. So secretive. He's hiding, he's hiding under a duvet. I'm currently <laughs> hiding under a duvet, FYI, to try and dampen the echo. <laughs> To hide the country that you're in, yeah. so you can't tell who it is. Um, but uh, yeah, my Christmas plans have fallen through. I had quite oh, good Christmas yeah. plans in place, and they've fallen through. So I might, I might be the first time ever Christmas on my own. And in which case, I'm going to look for Christmas themed porn. Oh, I will send you a very merry gangbang Christmas, which we use in our, um, which we use in our show. <laughs> very erotic. <laughs> Well, because I was talking to a friend today about, do you think there is Christmas-themed porn? Oh, definitely. <laughs> really? I mean, yes, it's called A Very Merry Gangbang Christmas, and the uh, three-minute preview is available for free online, so just Google that. Wow. And, uh, DVD you have to pay for, and we did consider paying for that with our Arts Council funding, but <laughs> we didn't need to. A Very Merry Gangbang Christmas. That's A Very Merry Gangbang that's... Christmas, yes. And you can be- you barely notice that it's Christmas-themed, because there's like ten men just licking each other's arsehole. And you don't even notice it's Christmas-themed. Is there no tinsel? Are we bothered going to all this effort finding Christmas-themed porn when the audience aren't paying any attention? The nearest I've ever seen to that is with Smurf porn. (laughs) (laughs) Where they were dressed as Smurfs. Well, not dressed, obviously, because it's porn. But they they were in Smurf costumes. It's quite low budget. And (laughs) they'd used body paint. (laughs) Blue body paints, but spoiler alert: that doesn't stay on <laughs> if friction is involved, and also it goes everywhere. So, yeah, it doesn't stay very like it doesn't stay like Smurf authentic for long. Let's just say that way. Okay, we'll the, the, the illusion we'll is shut. You send me the Smurfs, I'll send you the very okay. Well, on that note. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Merry Thank Christmas. You so much for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us for this journey into Mariah Carey's Christmas world. And please, uh, please, please rate and review um, if you like this. And just a little five stars would really help us out. Uh, we've got a new episode coming up uh, in the early new year. I'm really excited about it. We've already recorded it. I absolutely loved it. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Gig It Up Podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for listening and have a fantastic Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Bye.